Hey, Augmenters, what an incredible conversation we have today. This woman is so inspiring. I I think this is one of the most, I would say one of the most epic, one of the most global episodes we've had. Okay. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, epic. I think that's a good description. Uh, we were, Arundhuti is such a special guest and she has created this amazing organization, Mentor Together, Arundhuti Gupta, is the CEO and founder of Mentor Together, uh, based out of India. She has been an Akinina scholar with the Brookings Institute and has really scaled entrepreneurship for young women in India at a pace and a level that nobody, I think, would have expected could be done. And she's, she's really changing lives through mentoring. It's a big deal. Seriously. And I totally cyberstalked her. I saw a Brookings Institute post on LinkedIn and I was smitten. <laughs> I had to find her. Um, so she was kind enough. Mentor after, smitten. <laughs> after my, um, after my many, many LinkedIn pings, I was really grateful that she came on and had an opportunity to chat with us a little bit. And, you know, Jimmy, as we talk about, you and I are both entrepreneurs of a certain scale, but she really inspired me with not only how she leveled up to identify a real need, identify a solution. And I love how she talks about both having the entrepreneurial spirit, but also being really operations focused and helping you stay focused on how to streamline to be able to scale, which when you're doing something like she's doing in India is not easy. So I learned a lot from this episode. And I think a great takeaway from how she was able to scale so fast is that she is able to help people see the hope, see the dreams, see the destination that they could fulfill, that they could become in their lives. And starting with that why as part of your marketing message is a really powerful networking effect on individuals who will then go tell that why to others. And that means you're now just not marketing individuals, you are marketing to communities all at once. And that's how she was able to grow this organization so quickly. She showed people this is what you can become if we're here to start helping young women get out of these traditional cycles and start seeing, oh, wait, I can do this. OK, if I want to get to this place in 10, 20 years, what are the steps? I'm going to work backwards that I need to start taking now. And that's an amazing thing. It's like it's so thoughtful and elegant and, and it's huge. I mean, we're going to get into all of her numbers later on. But I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, thousands of, of mentoring nonprofits. She's got, you know, all these different hundreds of people per each of these nonprofits. Like it's a big deal. Like she, she's really put this together. She's expanded to what, five different cities now. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And she's she, so sweet, so humble, really great conversationalist. Charm. Yes. Seriously. We um, are definitely fans and we're excited for you all to listen to the episode. So without further ado, here we go. Love to hear a little bit more about you. Sure. So I'm Arundhati Gupta. Um, I'm the founder of Mentor Together, which is a national youth mentoring nonprofit organization in India. And uh, I set up Mentor Together now over 12 years ago, uh, when I was just two, a couple of years out of university. And it was, for me, at that time, a way to like pay forward mentorship that I just felt incredibly uh, fortunate to have access. Because even with, I think, like you all said, even with like 
a lot of other assets and resources that one may have mentorship is still one of those things that can be so elusive to find in the in the truly authentic ways in in those ways that really catalyze something in your life and i felt very fortunate to have received it as a young person completely accidentally and that mentorship actually drove me towards uh, social entrepreneurship as a career because i was otherwise a finance uh, major in college and um had just started a career in finance as well and when this mentor because of his life experiences kept encouraging me to get actively involved in community work in volunteering and he just said you know there's more to your leadership skills than maybe what you know and i had never done any of that and as soon as i started it was the most empowering and meaningful thing that i could have experienced as a young person um and i think the thing that struck me the most was that i could see a way that my skills my abilities were being connected to opportunities to be of value to people and it was something that i had never experienced before as a young person and and once i experienced that there was really no looking back and so um i said goodbye to the finance career in in about a year's time of of starting it and decided to pay it forward with by setting up a mentorship organization. Wow. Okay, I have 100 questions already. Uh I'd love to hear a little bit more about this mentor. Was it a court was it a mentor within your company or was it somebody that you met outside of that and and what how did they inspire you? What did what did he say? Right. Yeah, I mean it was so it was, like I said it was not someone I knew uh with and my parents are doctors and teachers so you can imagine that there was a lot of good emphasis on, you know, academics and and careers of service but they had never sort of they had never branched out into anything entrepreneurial or community giving or you know um any of those those were things that i i just didn't experience a lot so it was this mentor who uh, was a academic he was a professor who had a, a, a public policy and he had spent a lot of time in the in the united states as a grad student and then as a professor so he knew of the mentoring movement in in the states um had personally experienced that there was a lot of opportunities for mentorship saw that this could be a very interesting way in a in a country like india for multiple reasons right one if you think of the needs of young people that itself obviously are just so many right from there's there's multidimensional poverty in that it's not just about not having money but then it's also about the accesses the parental care all of those things that can really cause deprivation over someone's lifetime there was also this interesting point um this was 2010 or so where we had seen a lot of growth in the country economy wise like a lot of services had opened up technology and there were many interesting careers that people had and and ways that india had really uh, liberalized and become a, a newer country and he said maybe there are more interesting ways than formal just, just formal education for young people to learn and mentorship is such a great way to tap into all that the country has seen as development so it was a coming together of many different ideas um and he sort of had that vision that that mentorship could be very important and then interestingly he was mentoring me at, in in that way also personally you know proving that mentorship could be a really interesting thing because he really encouraged me to give back and get involved and then once i experienced it and saw the potential of what it could be i i sort of said okay i i really want to take this ahead as a career and i remember he was really surprised because he had had a career in academics he had had he had done a lot of other things before he had decided to get involved in active community work or any of these things and he told me are you sure you want to leave behind like you've just about gotten started in finance maybe this is something for you to do later but then as all good mentors would do once he saw that i was convinced about it 
he sort of said, okay, what can I do to help then? So yeah, I, I think that's one of the interesting principles of mentorship that I don't think you really know what flight your mentee is going to take off on, you know, despite maybe you being the person who pushes them into something or nudges them or, or opens up a world, you really don't know where they're going to go with it. And as a mentor, it's not your job to control it either. That is amazing. I am really struck by how even though your mentor was encouraging you about mentoring, he was surprised that you then went into mentoring. <laughs> it was almost like he was like, cross the road. You really should. Oh, wait, you're going to cross the road. Oh, my God. I didn't expect this. Right, right. He he didn't think that I would take it. I, I would decide to become a social entrepreneur at 23 with pretty much no background of or, or and it's and it's a hard thing i think i think entering the nonprofit space in general tends to be one where there are maybe a lot of barriers to entry right because you have to often you know raise money which is hard to do when your idea is untested when you're you pretty much don't have a lot of other experience around this fund yeah and and india's nonprofit funding space has only increased in the last i'd say 5 6 years because of good policy work that's increase the funding base so it was something that was so i think he was being the mentor who looks out like also saying like wait do you know everything but yeah it was just something that had to be done well i think that's what's fun about being an entrepreneur is right you have no idea how it's gonna you know you just jump in and start going and you learn as you go and here you are 12 13 years in that is amazing and i'm sure he is very proud of you i would assume um yes. <laughs> to see how far you've taken this yes that's yes great. and that's and great. yeah i i think it's 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 definitely things that we didn't fully knew myself yes how it's going to shape up so well tell us a little bit about the program we'd love to i mean obviously i actually uh reached out to you because i had read about you uh, through the brookings institute on i think it was a linkedin post uh about mentoring and was just amazed by um your program but could you tell us a little bit more about it and that's been one of the more interesting pathways because i was just doing this fellowship at brookings where i wrote about a policy brief around what mentoring can be for india and where it, and especially for young women so in defining the role of mentorship it we've looked at aspects of we've looked at obviously mentorship for young people so the age group of about 13 to 22 that period right from when they're middle adolescence to adulthood and of course mentorship works in you know much earlier in life as well continues on for the rest of your sure. life um, so we just picked this because there was a i think there were a few ways that we felt that the ideas of mentorship could be very useful for young people in india first i think because as you come into adolescence there are so many things you're deciding for yourself in terms of what you continue to do after high school uh, in india that's a big trajectory or a, or an inflection point where you decide to either stay in school or sometimes if you're facing more hardships tend to drop out um, we felt that there was an interesting obviously a lot of research points to ideas of self future your identity of who you are those really come to to shape up and often shape up in ways that you don't fully understand because you're internalizing so much of what you see around you um, and so that period seems so essential to make sure that young people just get the best chances and opportunities and experiences that they have. So that's why we took mentorship in this phase of 13 to 22 as, as the period we work in. And then it's really evolved into being different models of mentorship and modes of mentorship where it's more of an in-person model for children in high schools in India. So these are large public high schools, government run, where children of families that are the poorest 
uh, go to because india in india most uh, you would be accessing education that's not government run if you could afford it so it's in the government run schools you would really only be seeing children who are really whose parents cannot afford, pay for education that so there is a strong economic need then associated other problems that come from, with that so we do an in person model in high school that stretches over grades 8 to 10 um and then we started we pivoted to technology for our mentoring of university students about 3 or 4 years ago because we saw this huge exponential increase in digital technologies and use and we thought that's a very interesting way to probably reach mentoring to every corner of india not just the cities but every single town and village as well so those are in in brief the two models that we have so you you were able to launch digitally before the pandemic you were a trend setter Yes, as unfortunate as it is to say that we were ready in that in however way we could be for her for once because it was really hard to pivot programs right and mentorship is such a uh, typically understand it as being something that you sit across from two people and you sit across from your mentor and you you know talk about things so it has been hard for programs to consider how to do it digitally and we try to share as much of the experience including making our platform something that other non-profits could access as well uh, those were some changes we made in that year of covid uh, looking at our own experiences And I feel like the thing that we've appreciated in our Jimmy and I and one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast is hearing of course the personal stories about mentoring. So of course hearing about your mentor and we've shared a lot of stories about our mentors over time. Do you have a do you have an example of a of a mentor connection? Uh maybe, you know, something that you can share to bring some life to how your program comes to life or, or some experiences either the mentor or mentee has had and how their lives have changed. So many. It's yeah, it's it's always I think that is the uh, that's always been at the center of seeing how the many different ways that mentoring adds value. Um I'd say that the things that that have resonated for me a lot is is sometimes the more personalized way, right? The way that um it's not your like we do have mentors where it's a lot about the career goals and and those are also very I always think of it as the the carrot like that you get this great career advice but what most young people don't expect to get because they've not experienced it in the past is that you know like you said someone who's there for you right who's coming in to say okay tell me about who you are as a person and and what makes you take what are your worries when i was doing the the brookings research i actually spoke to a lot of mentors and mentees and it was good to go back to talking to people myself because it's something that my team does but i remember one mentor that he was telling me about working with this young girl who was in a completely different part of india and they have about i guess what 40 years of an age difference between them and he was explaining to me how she was she had at every single like life moment it was something she was struggling with a relationship it was something she was struggling with career she would come to him and you know talk to him about it and to be honest like even i would have been skeptical that that could have been done digit in a digital way between you know in a country like india where there's a there's so many different patriarchal norms that make cross gender uh, interactions difficult challenging and the thing that he told me was that he said it gives me so much meaning in my life because you you reach my age and you're generally so cynical about everything and you speak to a 20 year old and you know you see the dreams in their eyes and you realize that you just have to keep going and doing whatever you can to make the next generation 
just a little more whatever it is that they need and and i thought that he choked up i choked up it was like an awkward moment because i was doing a qualitative interview and i should have been just letting him go on with the discussion but it was yeah it, it was quite interesting to see how that all transpired in a digital format that's such an amazing story because i mean you've literally given me goosebumps because that's like the goal to have people really come together and transform into like a new place like this mentee this young lady helped this older man stop being cynical about the fate of the world of the next generation i mean there's there's no other way really to bottle that up that's not a product you can sell or a service you can buy yeah and i think it for me that the interesting thing about think listening to all these experiences was that in envisioning what's possible through a mentoring network because at the heart of it are these very individualized personal relationships which is the secret sauce always of you know do more of them because the more we provide them that that will mean that many more young young people benefiting but the thing that struck me was also how he seemed like such a rare refreshing voice in a, in a highly patriarchal country like india right the fact that because the evidence still at the statistic level is really grim and depressing like young women are in education in equal numbers as as men in india today there are about 19 million young women and 19 million young men in what is the university education what you do typically between 18 and 22 so in equal numbers but if you just get into the workforce look at look 10 years later into the workforce like 80% of those men are working and only 30% of the women the barriers are so steep right after and and the thing that struck me is that if there's a mentoring network that believes and champions these very egalitarian and more transformative gender norms they can't only preach to the network within which is to the mentees they have to be speaking out and actually convincing and changing the mindsets of the others and so there's also a lot like that i think has crystallized for me in thinking of mentoring as like almost individualized relationships but like amped up to becoming like a movement of people who believe and practice and actively influence mindsets that are different and and more traditional Well, and I can see that too because then it sounds like this gentleman now when he is talking to his friends or he's talking to his colleagues or he is now sort of more of an advocate or more of a um what's what I'm looking for like a sponsor. I mean, I guess we uh are fairly absorbed in corporate mentoring programs and understand the difference of right. course between mentors and sponsors. He's almost a, you know, community sponsor then for young women being in the workforce because he's gotten to know her yes. so well. Um I do have a question as both of it sounds like all three of us as uh quote unquote entrepreneurs some of the mentoring happening um with some of these young women around entrepreneurship or helping them potentially start work outside of a traditional workforce if you're seeing that only 20% are able to get jobs has that has that been a big movement in India It's not that they aren't able to get jobs um it's that they aren't often active in the workforce for because of other parental and societal op- the biggest one in india being the role of being having to become a caregiver right so you see workforce participation drops as soon as they get married and then as soon as they have the first child and they don't often re-enter the workforce so the bigger mm-hmm. norm is that you are saying women's roles ultimately need to be of those that take care of family and everything else comes before i mean nothing else can come before that so that's the bigger gender norm 
while in certain aspects of our country uh, or or economy entrepreneurship is also is the one that is holding things back because there's a lack of job creation uh but in this case that i said of like 80 30% because most people with tertiary education are entering the services sector where you still have there's a large number of jobs so the differences are because of other obstacles but coming back to your 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 other question that's an aspect we've really wanted to get into because i think entrepreneurship is still something that there can be like if yes i i i would say that if there are so many barriers to even working in a general sense entrepreneurship which seems to be like a lot more risk with a lot more risk could be a bigger much bigger hurdle we don't have and and we'd love to do more work around that i'd say mentorship for entrepreneurship but india has a really fantastic like community women entrepreneurs in you know the co-op movement those sort of examples there are some really fantastic national networks of yeah so something like, i i think mentorship has been seen in those formats for sure i'd love to hear a little more about what you think about the networking effect of mentoring and we already talked quickly just about the example you had with uh the older uh, man who suddenly you know started to see a new light with the next generation have you seen a networking effect occur where those individuals who are having positive experiences as mentors go out and actually recruit others are you seeing them take on additional mentees like how have you seen the initial relationship of two people potentially grow to continue to support mentor together yeah that's a great question and i think i would say digital has been maybe again the necessary foundation in which to think of the network effect necessarily because otherwise i think there's yeah i mean i still very much like in i i think that sounds sometimes sound like such a digital evangelist but you know i still very much believe in sitting across the table from someone and or you know sitting in a park but i think that given that so much of our lives well i mean well, that that means we all have to get together sometime because we all like being in person too <laughs> of course we can, we can come to india it's it's great it's no problem <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah no I, and and i think that the the thing that i've always observed in the mentoring space because we there's such a large mentoring youth mentorship community in america and i've always thought of how technology can probably ensure that there's just a much wider access and and we don't have to fight it because i think young people are going to be using technology right from the time they're pretty small so uh the sooner you sort of provide them more more useful digital services than what typically are being provided to them through more consumer other approaches the better for the rest of the space that is so cool uh, i also love your comment about all the young people who are uh, going to be using technology uh, i just had a good friend say uh uh th- their daughter who's two keeps walking up to the television and keeps trying to swipe the television they're like this big <laughs> phone doesn't work why why doesn't it swipe <laughs> And one of one of the things that this is so great because a lot of you know I, th- I think we shared with you our eight principles and one of the principles that comes up the most often in people that we talk about is connection creating a, it is sort of that secret sauce or that magic or that chemistry that's hard to man- uh, manufacture it's hard to know if you have it or not um but I think we've been seeing with you know virtual companies what have you how do, you know creating that connection even 
even us, right? We've never met. Um, and we've right. had an opportunity to have this connection together. Do you have any any tips or any um, sort of suggestions for any kind of person entering into a, into a mentoring relationship? How to how to create more connection um, with each other digitally or or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I'd say that that's, we've, we've experienced that to being definitely the um, foundation to all of the other more um, maybe, I guess, goal-directed benefits of mentoring, because the goal-directed ones are the ones that people often want, you know, will I be able to be more work-ready? Will I know more about my career, my job? Um, that's what often attracts people to mentoring. But we've seen that if if um, one doesn't spend enough time on those foundational aspects, um, it can often feel it it's it you might as well i mean you don't have to do mentoring then you could just sort of you know check google or or read some of these things the secret sauce in doing mentoring is actually in getting to know the person which makes the whole context of information actually what's relevant for you um so i would say that that's and and i think that the mindset is one thing because i think sometimes mentors we've seen Mentors feel like I know so much. I just want to be able to share all of that. But actually, it's not about you sharing your information. It's about you getting to know the other person. And, you know, so it is a big mindset shift to help mentors figure out that that they it's not they're not just here to come and like, you know, spill out everything they know. And I think on the mentee side, what we've seen is that depending on the culture, uh, there can be a lot of hesitancy because, say, in India, you don't have a lot of. Um, They've not had an adult like mentor come and say, oh, you know, let me get to know you. It's mostly been a teacher or a parent in, in, in relationships that are more authoritarian. So there can be a hesitancy of like, OK, am I supposed to treat this person like my friend? Like, how do I share all of these things? Why do they why does it even matter? So we have to like break some of those mindset barriers on both sides. We do it through, you know, regimenting curricular activities that have to be done around it's all, But we don't see any other way because if not, people will default to what they know about or what they're used to doing. So instead, they have to do a lot more activities in our program about actually getting to know each other, talking about things like personal and professional values, things that really make you think about what matters in your life. I, I'm excited that we're getting into some more of the like specifics of connection and how your program uh, builds people uh, to continue to form a relationship. I, w- what I kind of heard was, you know, share second, follow first, like really follow the mentee and where they want to go. Uh, you talked a little bit about values. Do you have any specific like exercises or, you know, this is always a barrier when I'm talking to either a mentee or a mentor, like, well, what do right. I say first? It's going to be awkward. You know, like, like, do you just say, you know, like, I love penguins, you know, or, or like, you know, how, how do you actually <laughs> kind of get into that to break the ice? Do you have any tips and tricks? I actually have a whole toolkit that anyone listening to your podcast can use, which is on our website because we ended up making so many like. Plug it. What's like, the website? Plug it. Uh, it's so it's mentortogether.org forward slash resources. Uh, but exactly for that, for the for the reason you mentioned, which is that. You don't want mentoring to also feel like a curriculum, but you often need something to to prompt you, right? Uh, to do it in as much of a nudge that is 
invisible, but that helps you just structure your thoughts, structure your approach. So yes, so there are a host of activities that anyone can access. And we made this all public because we mentors have told us it's really useful, mentors and mentees. So, so then what's your favorite one? What, what's your favorite one in Connect? In the fir- like the first conversation, what would you always go to? I think there's one around, uh, We it's first started off as a snowflake uh, in terms of what's unique, that, but it now it is a fingerprint. So it's sort of like identifying, and we do this with younger kids, right? That everyone's fingerprint is unique. So they sort of draw all over their fingerprint and then they put it on a thing. And that serves as a really interesting, just a That's base so to cool. talking about you know, what makes you unique. So cool. I'd love to hear what's yes, next. Exactly. I'm so amazed and impressed. And to be honest, we did not read your um, your stages. We didn't, I did see them later. I think after um, I'd reached out to you about the podcast, but um, we we're happy to hear that Connect and Evolve are, are part of that as well. So I guess we were we were somewhere on track. But yeah, what what's next for Mentor Together? So many things. I think one, it, yeah, it continues to be the pandemic. So just making sure as a, you know, small close-knit organization with keeping our team as I speak you know I keep hearing of most of my colleagues are in we're still in the the just a peaking with Omicron so I think first focusing still on health and well-being one of the key things we're doing to to take this digital mentoring further is actively work with uh, different states in the country we've had some really successful models with where the state government uh or will take takes the program or helps it reach students across the interiors beyond just the cities into the towns and the villages. So that's something that we're really excited to increase the state partnerships. We had two, we're trying to increase it to five states, large states in India. Uh, so, and then the second thing is really doubling down on this work around gender that we're doing, because I think the problem has been something we, we knew of in a way, but we hadn't fully understood the scale of it. The fact that India's that there is this big issue of young women being able to complete tertiary education, but not get the support that they need after that. So that's making us really push the horizons of the mentorship because we were typically a program within university, but thinking of mentorship in ways that will support young women when they graduate and when they're facing these life decisions or family pressures around marriage or uh, can I continue working after I've started a family or how do I re-enter the workforce? Those are program evolutions we're, we're going to have to make. That's very exciting. I, I'd love to just for some of the folks who are listening and probably thinking about trying to adopt your uh, model of growing in cities uh themselves. I know you've expanded now to multiple cities. Usually it's hard to even go past, start in one city, let alone go to two and then multiple. Can you tell me one key learning that you remember from like, okay, the first time you changed cities and added one more compared to then, all right, now that I've done it a few times, like the last time you added a city, like, was there a key thing that you've changed that made it like a lot smoother? Great questions. I'd say that, that maybe an external something more external facing and something more internal facing to an organization the external one which is just be very clear about that you won't know much you or you don't, or it's not going to be any you know the, the the circumstance of every city and geography is so different that i think actively get find the people who know more about it so that the learn you're you're not taking as much time to learn about context and and uh those those sort of things i i think sometimes 
we would try to do it and be more like cautious but i think now be more open that you won't know much about every new geography so whether it's finding the local stakeholders you know who are the experts it, it doesn't have to be people in that field but you know who really cares about this city and who really has you know interest to take a program like this and put them into your network and then the second thing that i've seen over time is something that may sound very boring and dry but the importance of just documenting and being internally very strong on processes right because ultimately it's doing a few things right how many ever iterations it takes whether it's running a meeting right whether it's running you know a selection of a mentor right whether it's running the training and it's easy to do it at sometimes when it's small units but then when you start scaling so many things that you would take for granted need to be documented and just put into process and practice so i think that's been the second mantra on which mentor together runs we have a process for almost everything that is definitely music to jimmy's ears <laughs> that oh, is yeah, great making the engineer and me happy <laughs> It's a great way to scale. It almost sounds like uh, the first part, almost like you were finding mentors within cities, you know, to to mentor yeah. you in each city as you learn. And I think that's something that we've had the opportunity, even in all these conversations we've had, is to kind of find mentoring mentors um, for ourselves as well. And I think we'd certainly consider you one. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? No, but just that this is such an interesting uh, approach that both of you have. And I'm just curious how how your mentoring experiences have have shaped up do you all end up talking enough about both of your experiences in the podcast because i'm curious too yeah well the one thing we both realized right away is that we both have mentors named pete um <laughs> we both oh. met very early on in our career um and that was actually one of the first things we did is we each we interviewed each of our pete's um so we had a chance to okay. get to know each other's pete's which helped us get to know each other better um as we we're getting to know each other and start this podcast but yeah i'd say you know for for us especially as entrepreneurs not uh, neither of us have really been in any kind of a formalized workplace for very long that we've had to create these very informal you know sort of mentors and networks and people who helped us eat with all different kinds of things whether for me i don't process and a lot of finance related things have been a real challenge for me it's so actually jimmy when we first met that was something that he really helped me with but i'm strong on big ideas and communications and i found that you know that's that's an area i can really mentor on and certainly on entrepreneurship and supporting women business owners. Uh, and I think for, for me, I have found that these kind of great relationships in my life are the most valuable, most important part of any, they're more valuable than anything else you can have. I feel like, you know, both Julie and I have been really blessed to have people in our corner care about us succeeding first and them like taking care of their time or, you know, like us helping them a far second. So yeah. I kind of feel like with such, you know, wonderful opportunity, it's a responsibility for us to then turn that around and see how we can help create a megaphone and amplify, you know, the the luck and benefits we've had in our life to really continue to help a, a much larger population beyond us. And that's this kind of you know, our mantra of, you know, trying to be a rising tide of mentoring is you know, we just want to see others showing up for others. Most people can usually find one or two things about another person that they care about and really connect with. And that can right. be from any walk of life and any background going across really any difference. And that if you can focus on those things that you share 
we have an opportunity to really create a, a different world, or or at least that's our big idea. And it seems like you know right. you, you're running with that in, with such strength and scale in India that it, it, it's really exciting and inspiring to, to hear the story and what you've created in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I re- I really appreciate you sharing. I'm 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 pumped up. This is this is really fun. Hey, Augmenters. Okay, y'all, remember, because real relationships have the power to transform organizations and build dynamic connections, we are asking you to come be part of the Augmenters community. Find us at augmenters.us. Please like, subscribe, and most importantly, share our podcast with someone you care about, someone who should be hearing the powerful message of Arunduti and Mentor together. It's a big deal share these messages. This is how we can see what we can all become. Feel free to drop us a line, questions, or suggestions via email, hi at augmenters.us, or find us on your favorite social media at augmentershq. If you want to help Julie and Jimmy in our mentoring journey, then please subscribe because we all should ask for help. Thank you to our producers, Erlen Cato and Sean Omendam. See ya. Thank you.